Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. If you want to trigger big change in a city, you essentially need two things, a great deal of political will and people in the administration who know how to go about it. Such a massive change is underway in the cities of Brasov in Romania and Mukran in Belgium. Both cities have been working with the so-called transition management approach, which should make them carbon neutral by 2050. For this episode, I was joined by Vice Mayor Flavia Bogiu from Brasov, Anne Chloé, who's Vice Mayor of Mukran, and transition management expert Georgia Silvestri from the Research Institute Drift. Welcome to all of you. Welcome, ladies. I'm very happy to have you in this episode. It's quite an unusual setting to be uh, three uh, interviewees, but I'm really looking forward to this. So for a start, can each of you uh, tell me uh, a little bit about yourselves and your respective uh, very different roles, actually? Uh, let's start with Flavia. Can you just say a word on uh, who you are and where you're from? Hello, and it's very nice to see you. Thank you for the invitation. I am Flavia Bogiu, Deputy Mayor of Brasov in Romania. We are a city of over 300,000 inhabitants in, in the center of Romania, and we are striving to be the green capital of Romania, which is a very ambitious plan. But um, it's good to see we are going in the right direction, but we're going to talk about that more later. Exactly. This sounds like a, a very exciting plan. Uh, thanks, Flavia. Uh, we also have a second uh, city delegate with us, who's uh, Anne. Anne, you're from the city of Moucran in Belgium. Yes, that's it. So I am a deputy mayor of the city in Moucran. Uh, I have been for, uh, since uh, 2000. And I'm in charge of uh, finance, environment, uh, and also, of course, uh, energy. Moko is a city of uh, about uh, 60,000 inhabitants, and we are situated on the border with France and with the Flemish speaking part of uh, Belgium. And uh, Moko signed the Covenant of Mayor in 2012, and uh, we are very uh, happy to participate in the project of uh, tomorrow. But uh, we have uh, still uh, a lot of uh, work and many objectives uh, to reach what we want to reach uh, by 2030 and 2050. Thanks, Anne. We're going to get to the objectives in a, in a minute. Um, before that, uh, I, I just want to introduce uh, Georgia from the Research Institute Drift. Uh, Georgia, can you say a word about yourself? Yes, good morning, everyone, and thanks a lot for this invitation as part of this podcast. I'm Georgia Silvestri, and I work as a researcher and advisor at DRIFT, the Dutch Research Institute for Transition. And our aim is really to accelerate sustainability transition uh, in different contexts, so in cities, but also in other, other uh, contexts. But I will tell a bit more later. Thanks, Georgia. Yeah, actually, um, I would say we go straight away into that, into your work and your, your field of expertise. Let's start with a question um, that I guess some, quite some listeners will have. Uh, Georgia, can you say what is transition management exactly? 
Yes, sure. Uh, transition management is a governance approach that aims to facilitate and accelerate sustainability transition. And, and we do that through uh, different uh, tools and methods and really facilitating a participatory process that really supports visioning, learning and experimenting in different contexts. So we have been trying to adapt this methodology as part of tomorrow project and uh, really supporting the different tomorrow cities to adapt this uh, governance approach and to really create their own process uh, because it's really about adapting it to the different needs uh, and also the local uh, context characteristic and indeed in the case of tomorrow uh, really in in, in a adaptation and in uh, integration with the transition, with the road mapping uh, process. So uh, Flavia and uh, Anne, your cities are part of several pilots which use this methodology and you drafted your respective transition roadmaps. So transition can, can meet quite a lot in a city. Now here we're talking about sustainability, uh, climate and energy transition. Um, Flavia, can you say what is the ultimate goal for you in Brasov? So first of all, we need to understand that transition, it's a very long-term process and we need to look ahead to where we want to get rather than where we are now, especially uh, when we're at the beginning of the process, when we were at the beginning of the process. And with me being in charge of uh, various domains like social services as well as urbanism, energy and public transportation, One of the main goals is to make sure we get the community behind this idea and that we make it a goal that is ours, the entire community. And in this process, how do we make the transition without leaving anyone behind with, that, with attention and care for all the categories? So um, in the way we approached the transition in our city, We are trying to make sure that the public services, first of all, suffer a serious transformation from the perspective of energy efficiency and climate neutrality. And this is a new approach, as we aim that all of the energy that we're consuming in public buildings, public lighting, public transport, will be more efficient and coming from renewable energy sources. For example, in Brasov, we have the uh, biggest fleet of electrical buses and um, we are completing and adding to that fleet. As, as we speak, we are now changing the public transportation system and we are doing small changes towards our goal. <laughs> small changes, but uh, that will uh, bring a, a big transformation once they're all, all done. That sounds really exciting. Thanks, Flavia. And it sounds like you're really looking into how you can best serve the community and provide services that, that are replying to their needs. I think that's that's really crucial for, for a city that wants to be sustainable also in a social way. Uh, Anne, uh, does that, um, is that similar in Mukran? What what will change in your city once this yes, transition process is over? It's quite similar because yeah. it's really a global approach for our municipality. So the different services of Mukran must uh, work together. So we have really a transversal approach uh, and including uh, the different services. And as Flavia said, uh, we think about uh, public lighting, mobility, buildings, uh, environment, 
but this is something that uh, must really touch the different services. I'm, for example, in charge of a family. Well, it's also an approach uh, for our uh, different services that work on family. And what we also want is really to approach also our citizens and the local stakeholders. This, can, this is very important. The city must be an example, but we want the citizens to also have this approach because it's really all together that we will be able uh, to uh, get and to uh, to have the objectives at uh, 2030 and 2050. Uh, we are working very much with the, the SDGs and uh, every meeting, uh, every introduction of meeting, we talk about those SDGs. And so every project of the city must focus on one particular SDG. What is really important is sustainability in uh, different uh, uh, directions. Mm -hmm. uh, and Georgia, how did you concretely support the local professionals in the Tomorrow Cities? So um, mainly the teams of Anne and Flavia who were involved in the project. Yes, we had uh, different activities as part of the Tomorrow project. Uh, so, for example, at the beginning, we started with a series of webinars in which we really uh, try to share like the different uh, theories and also different tools of transition governance. And then at the beginning, we also had the opportunity to meet uh, and to have different workshops in which we could also really learn from each other and also learning from other pioneer uh, cities that have been already developing like more alternative innovative governance processes such as Leuven or Paris uh, Nantes and so on um, but the, I mean the, the really key was really to support the cities to uh, learn the, the theory behind and also the tools but really making their own process and to also really be uh, self-confident and have the self-ownership of the, what was really needed, what was really important in uh, uh, to do. So through that we really supported them to uh, apply each tool to their context. So for example we have some tools for really understanding uh, like the system perspective, the transition dynamics in the context and really identify what is happening and what will be also way to really uh, trigger uh, the sustainability transition patterns uh, and also other tools, for example, for identifying, mapping and identifying actors in, uh, uh, in, in, in the context, in the city and, and also different ways to uh, engage the different stakeholders as part of the process and then each city developed their own process and then uh, like step by step they started also implementing uh, yeah the different activities you can see now you can see also that the different city they have different types of activities and also they are in different phases in a sense and that is really also yeah it, it's uh, important to see because indeed really uh, represent the diversity of the different processes so a very customized uh, approach in the end or tailor-made uh, to each of the cities. And um, I think it's important to say that these tools are also on the Tomorrow website and they might help other cities to 
kind of map their ecosystem, understand who's there, who are the players that um, can be activated to, to start such a transition. And uh, now when we look into how this really concretely happened in uh, Brashov and in Mukran, um I mean, designing a transition roadmap, so you started with the designing this transition roadmap, is quite a massive endeavor. And uh, I wanted to know from uh, you, Flavia, how did you kick off the process in your local government? I mean, like, how do you concretely, how does it start? Is it you as the deputy mayor who will say, um, let's uh, get involved uh, into more and let's kind of change a bit our in internal governance Or where does it come from and, and in which type of activities did most of your staff hours go? As I said, collaboration and cooperation is the key to a successful uh, transition. This is why we created the local energy transition team and we gathered at the same table all of the actors having a role in the field of energy, climate, sustainable development, the university and other important stakeholders for our community. After that, all of the technical documentation, projects, contracts go through an energy efficient verification process in order to identify the most effective solutions with the lowest CO2 impact. And we struggled last year to contract green energy for, for all of the public buildings in Brasov for a whole year. This is the premier in, in Brasov and in Romania as well. We also concentrate and dedicate a lot of time towards preserving and creating new green spaces, protecting the nature, and also identifying adequate spaces for urban forests in order to, to capture CO2. And as I said, the public transport has been prioritized and we invested a lot to have clean energy and energy efficient means of transportation. As I said, it's a sum of steps that we, we put into uh, the roadmap when we made the plan. But the first one, and I think the most important one, was gathering all of the important stakeholders and getting getting everyone to be on board with this goal. Thanks, Flavia. And and Anne, you already mentioned this very transversal approach that you have in Mukran. So who was involved uh, in Mukran from the beginning? I mean, which department? Why this one? Our transition is led by the energy unit, but it's really a small unit of uh, of three people. Um, who are involved and this uh, from the beginning they worked uh, internally but then they decided to set up a transition team so transition team with uh, people from uh, other services from the municipality together uh, they worked on a communication plan they set up actions and then uh, they started um, reporting And uh, this, the mobilization plan proposed by the transition team so was submitted to, uh, to my approval and then to the municipal uh, executive and council. And uh, that happened in February 2021. And so from uh, then on, there have been uh, many workshops with the different members of the transition team. And so the next step is now uh, contact all the uh, external uh, people and uh, associations and services uh, that could uh, work together with us. 
Okay, so you start citizens to be really also ambassadors of our project. I see. You you start from the core and you kind of embark more and more people in in like concentric circles. Um, Great. Now, um, a question to the three of you. If you had to hire a, a transition energy manager um, now, I mean, if you would start from scratch again, what skills or like mindset uh, would that person need to do the job in a, in a good way? What are your um, experiences from the past year or years on that? Georgia, you are maybe the, the one who's, who's best... Um, place to know what what are the skills that um, make such a person the most efficient yeah what i can share is uh, more than an energy manager i would say like a, a person that really wants to lead a process of transformation in their city uh, so that really wants to uh, challenge the status quo and really support Uh, like this process and I would say that critical thinking is really key because it's really about uh, identifying uh, what, what is kind of what needs to change in the, in the, in the system and also really um, starts kind of uh, thinking out of the box and and the same also uh, really this collaborative thinking and thinking how to create linkages so for example understanding in the municipality what are the de departments or the different areas that are not really having like different uh, communication or collaboration and trying to really find ways to uh, set up that collaboration and and uh, communication going Uh, then also I would say another, uh, yeah, this like really open mindset to, to also really be open to see also from other contexts, like uh, different innovation, different, uh, different projects and, and also really being open to see how different things could be applied in, in the context. And, uh, and another thing I, I was thinking that is also very important is uh, to, be, to remain optimist because like as part of this process, there are going to be a lot of challenges, a lot of barriers, a lot of walls be around. So it's really important to remain um, yeah, optimist in a sense and also really kind of uh, find the windows of opportunities for creating that, that change uh, along the way because there are always some ways and even though sometimes yeah can really appear very very challenging and uh, yeah and difficult to, to progress thanks georgia that sounds uh, like a, a very complete job description <laughs> uh, flavia would you agree with with that and do you maybe even recognize yourself or someone in your team in that description there's not much to add after uh, the comprehensive description that georgia made And just to complete, I think it's very important that the uh, transition energy manager is oriented towards redesigning the local community and to help transition it towards energy efficiency, renewable energy sources, securing local resources, adapting to climate changes, and most importantly, communicating with the technical and non-technical targeted uh, stakeholders. 
Thanks for for uh, emphasizing again the the communication aspect. Um, I think it's really important, yeah, to also keep the local community in the loop, even for parts where they are not maybe directly involved, but to make sure that they understand what is happening and to be transparent, really, about the different steps uh, of the process. Anne, anything uh, to add to this uh, idea of uh, a transition really, energy management? What is very important is uh, uh, that this manager. Uh, must be able to make people work all together. Mm -hmm. That's really uh, important to create uh, links uh, between those uh, different people. And as you you have said also, uh, someone who can uh, communicate easily. And I think it's important to have a, a balance between what is possible, what is a reality, but also have ambition. Because we must have ambition uh, to pursue those uh, different goals. If you have uh, no ambition, well, it's not uh, worth uh, starting. You must have ambition, but you must also know the reality. But for me, most important thing is really make people work together in the same direction. Thanks, Anne. Um, yeah, in the same direction, I think it's related to sometimes a very long process. I mean, you you are already working on that for two years, and I think you're uh, still quite um, yeah within the middle of the process and and not yet uh, at at the final goal. Um, so, a question to Anne and Flavia: How do you engage your own um, very close staff in the long term? I mean. Um, people might be super enthusiastic at the beginning, thinking that this is something new and that they want to contribute to, to this bigger change. But how do you make sure they, they keep on enjoying really their, their role? Because sometimes uh, there can be a certain fatigue. And um, yeah, uh, Flavia, maybe uh, is there any advice you can give from your own experience that can also help other cities to, to keep their, their staff engaged? Inspiring and then rigorosity, because we need to be inspired in order to keep on going, even though sometimes it's difficult and the change is very hard to be implemented. And we need to be rigorous about the plan we made and about how we stick to that. And the inspiring part, considering that we have it in our identity to be a very proud city, for example, we have it in our uh, city center Uh, we have the umbrellas, the sunshades, they have written on them, brush off the most beautiful city in the country. So we are a very proud city. And that is one of the elements that inspires us to be, to be the green capital of, of Romania. And then, as I said, rigorosity in following the steps and the plan. And what, what are your tactics to motivate your staff on the mid and long term? It's not always easy because, as I said, the energy uh, department is a very small department, only three people who are active in it. So it's something sometimes difficult to convince uh, the other services to work all together. And uh, what is most difficult is that you don't necessarily have concrete and immediate results. There are results, but sometimes it goes uh, slower than, than we want. And uh, I think it's important uh, to say that everything you do 
from day to day is important, but of course we have a long-term vision. And uh, as I said, uh, Rome uh, wasn't built in one day. So uh, we have to, uh, to have this in mind. That's important. Uh, uh, thanks, Anne. I think so, so we might add patience to, <laughs> to one of the characteristics that the transition manager or transition team needs. Yeah. Every step is important. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think what, what is important as well. And I wanted to um, know uh, a bit more from also again from, from the city delegates, Flavia and Anne. Um, do you already see or can you already anticipate one, some really cultural changes that have started or that, that will be triggered uh, in your local administration? I mean, are there really different ways of taking decisions, for example? That was one of the most important and I think essential aspects of how we, uh, we're transitioning, how we make the team transition to help them internalize the goal and then to take every decision and to make every step according to the goal and to the strategy and where we want to get. And I'm glad to say that after a long period of trying that and being tenacious about it and, and rigorous about it. Now we are seeing the results in the way the team are, are taking their decisions. Congratulations for that. I think that's already uh, a very important and big step. That's great to hear. Uh, <clears throat> Anne, do you already have uh, something that has changed in, in your governance? Uh, it was a bit difficult because uh, I said myself, but Politicians often want immediate results and it's sometimes a bit difficult to think further uh, than the next elections and so on. Um, what is uh, an important help for our city is that we have now a, a regional plan with subsidies uh, for uh, energy transition and uh, especially for buildings and so on. So when uh, my colleagues of the executive board uh, see that uh, we can have subsidies, uh, it's always easier uh, to take uh, decisions towards more sustainable uh, projects and uh, approaches and, and buildings. So now it's maybe a bit slow, but slowly, But now it gets better with the help of uh, this regional uh, renovation plan. So uh, change is there. Thanks, Anne. That sounds like, um, yeah, things are moving. Um, now we're already getting to the very last question that I want to put uh, to the three of you, because um, I want this podcast really to be also like inspiring to others who might not yet be where you are. Um, and that's why I want to ask you if there is one specific thing, let's say, a technique, a platform, a tool, or even like another city that inspired you during the project or during other networking opportunities that um, you think are really powerful and that helped you in your work in the past years. Georgia, maybe first, I, I, I guess you have loads of tools uh, and techniques in mind. Maybe just one single thing that you would like to recommend to anybody who wants to follow uh, brush-offs or uh, Mukron steps. 
Yes, it's very difficult to find just one thing or one network or uh, one tool. What I would say is to really find uh, a network, a community. So to find and also what works for you. There are many networks of cities that really wants to uh, support sustainability and just transition. Uh, so, uh, for example, like I can mention the covenant of mayors, where really city can uh, can come together. But also, like there are, uh, of course, energy cities that is an organization, but also really a network of cities, Eclay and many other. Uh, but it's really important to uh, connect with other people uh, in different cities that you can really learn from each other and also support uh, each other in this process. Um, and also another thing is also to ask questions, to continue be uh, curious and, and learn. So to really be open and, and also to really, uh, yeah, yes, always ask for support for also using different tools. Uh, there are also uh, different tools uh, that we uh, put on our Tomorrow website that you can also use. It's called uh, Tomorrow uh, Workbook. Uh, and we have like a whole uh, um, like platform where we put like different also uh, example of inspiring uh, projects and practices on the energy transition that you can look uh, at as well on the website. Um, yeah, but my, my kind of like uh, advice to really like uh, search for uh, yeah new and uh, innovative uh, uh, ways to kind of really support this this process in your city. Uh, and do you have any specific advice um, that you want to share with the listeners? As uh, Georgia said, I think it's important uh, to be curious and to be open to what uh, exists in, in, in other cities. I think uh, many cities have uh, interesting ideas. I have uh, seen very, very interesting ideas, for example, in uh, my own um, country, in uh, Leuven, in Ghent, uh, particularly on um, citizen participation. I think that, uh, that is one important uh, element, uh, citizen participation. Because, as I said, it's uh, all together. If we can convince the citizens that we will uh, reach our objectives. Just, I wanted just to add also to also really look in this in your city what is already happening, because is there in every city there are always certain initiatives that are led by citizens or uh, enterprises or any other uh, stakeholder that are already there, and it's really important to build from those to to not like uh, you don't need to uh, do everything from scratch, but you can really start connecting with those initiatives and also really work and collaborate with them. And that's also really the starting point of the process. Flavia. There's not much to add because uh, they are so right. And I think if I were to put it in, into the most important things, into what I think leads to success or what helped us, Brashov, be closer to, to our goal, is being part of a network and being guided in this process. And that is the most important thing when you're at the beginning. Then having a doing a roadmap and making a plan. And then, like Anne said, getting the community aboard 
step by step, one by one, and getting to be part of the of the process and of getting to the to the goal. Even though it takes time, it's a long journey. Not everyone is a believer. Not everyone is on board from the beginning. But you need to be. We need to be perseverant and rigorous, as I said, and just follow the plan. All these are great points. I, I really uh, appreciated uh, our chat. Um, we talked uh, a lot about staff engagement and skills. Um, you mentioned the the ownership uh, of the process that is important and that needs to be uh, held by the uh, city administration team, but also and above all by the local community. I think there is so much to learn from your leadership in very forward-looking governance and the tools that partners like Drift are offering. Um, yeah, I think others might um, be inspired by how you rethink really the, the city governance and the, the services that you provide for the common good. But I also heard that you said it's important to first find out what you want and to kind of tailor anything that might be out there out, out there to your own needs. So um, I hope uh, others will be able to, to start from there and um, yeah, to seize the opportunity that transition management um, provides. So we will stay in the loop to follow up on, on your work in, in Mukran, uh, Brasov, and also, of course, uh, We are looking forward to what what else Drift will 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 work on. Um, Anne, Flavia, Georgia, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your I would say still very optimistic thoughts. So I would definitely recommend you as transition energy managers and leaders. Thanks so much for this interview. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by the EU Project Tomorrow. Since 2019, Tomorrow is supporting six cities on their very participatory way towards a sustainable and fair future. The project gets funding from the European Horizon 2020 program and you can go to the website citiesoftomorrow.eu to learn more and you can make use of great resources such as the Tomorrow Transition Toolbox.